0: Welcome to Zichur Dav Simanim Amarai Ram and to with Zechah's Dav Chav Ches, the first parake isha nicknames. The Zichur and Zechah's program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for So the three-ups are going to focus on number one. Ravin describing the extent that Gilgal Shavua can obligate one to swear, taught that if the claimant says, Yishavagun She'in avdiata, swear to me that you're not my ev'kinani, he would have to swear. The Gemara objects that such a claimant would be put in Kherim, as a Bryce teaches a Korlo Havero Evet Ye Benidui. One who calls this fellow an Evet should be put under ban. Rather, Rub explained that the claimant said, Swear to me you are not my Evid Ivri. Now this is not an ordinary monetary claim, because Rub taught on Daftezain Tezayin that an Evid Ivri is kanui; His body is owned by the master, and therefore likened to land. The commandant asks why this is a greater Kiddush than using a Gilgoshvua for land, and explains that whereas land is purchased privately, and its current ownership is not always known, one might think that a claim that someone is his Evid Ivri is not believable, since it would ordinarily be publicly known. Ravah, therefore, teaches that the defendant must still swear. Point number two, the next emission states, regarding anything used as payment for something else. Once this seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah that coins may be used for Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean, anything requiring a valuation to be used as payment for something else can affect Chalipin. This teaches that all movable items and not just scaling like the shoe of the pasach of Chalipin may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow. The Moor continues that this only fits with Rav Sheshis, who holds that peros, produce, can affect Chalipin, but Rav Nachman, holds they cannot, must explain the Mishnah differently. And pointing with you, the next mission states, the holy domain, referring to Hekdash, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with a proprietary act referring here to Meshik. Amir Sogavo, also one's declaration to give the Hekdash, is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. A Bryce illustrates the first clause that if the treasurer gave money to purchase someone's animal for a carbon, it's acquired even if it's at the other end of the world. It then illustrates the second clause: Omer shor zeola buys a hektish. One who says this cow is hereby an ola, or this house is hereby hektish, a field um kana. Even if they're at the other end of the world, hektish acquires them. A private person always requires meshicha. So once again, the three points are number one rub in describing the extent that Gilgushvi can obligate one to swear taught that if the claimant says, ye shovelly Shanin swear to me that you're not my evikanaani, he would have to swear. The Gemara objects that such a claimant would be put in karrem, as b'risa teaches a according Javero evid ye banidui, one who calls this fellow an evid should be put under ban. Rather, Rub explained that the claimant said, Swear to me you are not my Evid Ivri. Now, this is not an ordinary monetary claim, because had taught on Daftez Zayn that an Evid Ivri is Gupakanui. His body is owned by the master, and therefore likened to land. The command asks why this is a greater Kiddush than using a Gilgoshvua for land, and explains that whereas land is purchased privately, and its current ownership is not always known, one might think that a claim that someone is his Evid Ivri is not believable, since it would ordinarily be publicly known. Rav, therefore, teaches that the defendant must still swear. Point number two, the next submission states, regarding anything used as payment for something else. Once this seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah that coins may be used for Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean anything requiring a valuation to be used as payment for something else can affect Chalipin. This teaches that all movable items and not just scaling like the shoe of the pasach of Chalipin may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow. The Moor continues that this only fits with Rav Sheshis, who holds that peros, produce can affect Chalipin, but Rav Nachman, who holds they cannot must explain the Mishnah differently. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, The holy domain, referring to Hedish, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with the proprietary act, referring here to Meshichah. Also, one's declaration to give to Hekdash is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. A Bryce illustrates the first clause that if the treasurer gave money to purchase someone's animal for a carbon, it's acquired even if it's at the other end of the world. It then illustrates the second clause. One who says this cow is hereby an Ola, or this house is hereby hectish, a om kana. Even if they're at the other end of the world, hectish acquires them. A private person always requires Mashicha. Alright, so now we get our Simon Dav and her standard Simon is a strong man, Koach, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Ebed Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a kinyan Chalipin with a donkey, was impressed with the power of Hectish when he overheard someone say, This cow is here by an Ola, and it automatically belonged to the temple, which was far off. In the distance, once again some motion, the strong man. Strong man. That must be our daf The strong man who picked up the man who said, "Swear that you're not my eved ivri." In his right hand, which reminds us, in describing the extent that Gilgul can obligate one to swear, Rabatod, a claimant could say, "Swear that you're not my eved ivri." This is not an ordinary monetary claim because Rabatod on daf tezayin Olaf that an eved ivri is gufo Kanui, his body is owned by the master and therefore likened to land. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivry, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of with a donkey, which reminds us the next mission of states, called Dan Baher," regarding anything used as payment, for something else, once the seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah, that coins may be used for Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean, anything requiring evaluation to be used as payment for something else can affect Chalipin. This teaches that all movable items, and not just utensils, like the shoe of the Pasuk of Chalipin, may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow so the strong man who picked up the man who said swear that you're not my Ebed ivry in his right hand while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of with a donkey was impressed by the power of Hagdish when he overheard someone say this cow is here by an ola and it automatically belonged to the temple which was far off in the distance. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, the holy domain, meaning hektish, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with a proprietary act referring here to Meshichah. And one's declaration to give to hektish is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. Therefore, if one says, this cow is hereby an Ola, or this house is hereby hektish, even if they're at the other end of the world, hektish acquires them. A private person always requires Meshichah. So once again, the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivry, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a kenyan Chalipin with a donkey, was impressed with the power of hagdish when he overheard someone say, This cow is here by an Ola, and it automatically belonged to the temple, which was far off, in the distance. Alright, so now it's time for four Blah Ba'chazar. Dav So the Simran Dav is a cud, a pitcher. So here goes. When the master threw the diamond studded pitcher pitcher, that must Chav the When the Master threw the diamond studded pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, which reminds us it was taught in Braissa Yotzubashane V ayan, a slave goes free for destruction of a tooth or eye, or the ends of limbs which do not regenerate. A tooth and eye are written explicitly and both had to be written to clarify that loss of a baby tooth does not set him free, and that the loss of an adult tooth does, despite his not being born with it. So when the master threw the diamond-studded pitcher at the slave, knocking at his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, which reminds us, a so Bryce teaches, although a slave goes free if struck on the eye and blinded, or on the ear and deafened, but neged enove if he struck a place opposite his eye and shocked him, and now he can't see, or can neged opposite his ear, and now he can't hear, the slave does not go free. Ravashi explained that since a man is an intelligent being, he shocks himself, by focusing on the sudden noise, and the producer in the noise is not responsible. So when the master threw the diamond studded pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, and startled the doctor treating his servant's eye that he accidentally blinded him, which reminds us of so Bryson teaches that if the master was a doctor and the slave asked him to medicate his eye, and in the process the master blinded him, the Tanakhama says he laughs at the master and goes free Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, the Pasuk says and he shall destroy, teaching he does not go free until the master intends to destroy the limb, but does not go free for unintentional destruction so the Simran Dav is a silver wedding anniversary so here goes the special silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their evids long-exposed tongue when he was speaking, which reminds us, Abraisa lists the 24 of avarim for which a slave goes free for the destruction. Rebbe adds castration, and Ben-Azai adds the tongue which is exposed when one speaks. Although this implies that Rebbe does not consider the tongue exposed, this is disproven because Rebbe holds, argument with the Rabbanon, that the tongue is considered exposed regarding sprinkling mechatas, which must land on an exposed part of the body, and to consider a b'chorabal moon when it's missing most of the speaking part of the tongue. So, this special anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their Ev's long exposed tongue when he was speaking that she got a chicken bone stuck in her teeth, which would constitute a chetzitza, which reminds us the Gnordis discusses why Rebbe's slave woman repeated her tevila after finding a bone in her mouth. This is based on Rebbe Zerah's principle called bila any mincha, fit for mixing the flour and oil, ain't bila The mixing is not critical and the mincha is valid without it. But she ain't bila, but any mincha, which is unfit for mixing, because of an incorrect proportion of flour to oil, Bila Ma'akev's bone, the mixing is critical to it, and the mincha is invalid. So the special anniversary dinner was a disaster when the wife of the big diamond ring got such a fright from seeing their Evid's long-exposed tongue when he was speaking that she got a chicken bone stuck in her teeth, which would constitute a chatzitza. Just as her husband presented her with a gift of a pet elephant he acquired by placing her pots under the elephant's feet, which reminds us that more discusses methods for acquiring animals and how an elephant is acquired, according to Rabbi Shimon, who holds that all animals are acquired with Hagba. Four answers are given, one being that he can place four vessels under the elephant's feet, acquiring with his vessels, like a chadzer. Dav Chavav, so the simon Dav Chavav is a military coup, and we often use soldiers in the simon, so here goes. The soldier, soldiers, that must mean Dav Chavav, a military coup. The soldiers wearing diamond studded helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesb Khazaka and Metalin through Meshiko, which reminds us the next Mishnah states Nokasm Shesh Makhrais unmovable properties such as land, which have responsibility, meaning creditors rely on them for collection, Niknishabhazaka are acquired with money, a document, or Khazaka. She and in niknan Elba Meshika movable properties are only acquired with drawing them near. So, the soldiers wearing diamond-studded helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesef Shtar and Khazaka and Metaltelin through Mashiach, who are thrilled when they finalize the sale of poor quality land using only a star, which reminds us, Shmuel says that a star alone would affect a sale of land in a case where one is selling his field because of its poor quality. To prevent the buyer from retracting, the seller is willing to complete the transaction before receiving money. So the soldiers wearing diamond-sided helmets overseeing the sale of enemy land through Kesev Shtar and Chazaka and Metaltelin through Meshichah, who were thrilled when they finalized the sale of poor-quality land using only a Shtar, forgot that the tiny plot of land they sold had a needle with an expensive pearl hanging from it that was sold along with it, which reminds us, the more discusses if the acquisition of Agav requires the items to be in the transacted land. Dav Chav So the Zimdav Chav Zain is a kazoo. So here goes. The little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo. Kazoo, that must be one of the the little boy, he was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, which reminds us, the Gemara asks about the Kinyon of Agav, Sadamamechum, matana Matanamahu. If the field is being sold and the movable items are being gifted, what is the halacha? Can the items be acquired alongside land with a different type of transaction? This is a result from a mission in which Ramamil transferred his future mice to from Yeshua by renting his field to him. Since renting is akin to a sale and the mice was given as a gift, it demonstrates that Agav is effective, even in such a case. So the little boy, who was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-sided kazoo, along with pictures of 10 fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, which reminds us of Bryce's brought, which supports Shmuel's statement, that if one sold to another 10 fields in 10 countries, once he performed a chazaka in one of them, he acquires all of them. Ravach Abred Ravika attempted to prove this, that if one handed a buyer 10 animals tied with a single halter, and he told them, acquire them. Does he not acquire them all? So the little boy, he was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, along with pictures of ten fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, that he played his favorite Gilgoshmu song as New Kazoo, which sounded like he was humming. Amen be amen, which reminds us, Who says that the source of Gilgal Shavu is from a Sota who says, Amen, amen, and the mission explains that she is swearing about multiple possible acts of adultery, including, Amen, Shul, Satisi, Arusa, Nesua, Shemeres Yavam and Amen that I did not swear, while on Arusa, Nesua, Shemeres Yavam, or Mary Yavama. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff when when a Gilgal is effective, even in a case where one says to another, Swear that you're not, my Ebed that's on Duff. Good number two Which stuff to we discuss if one can acquire ten different fields in ten different places with one act of chazaka, That's on dove Good number three Which stuff do you learn Amir Gavok Monsieur had yot that one's decoration to give to Hector is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person, that's on dove? Good number four. Which stuff do we learn about methods for acquiring and? That's on Duff. Good number five. Which of do we learn? if the master struck a place opposite his Ebuchadnezzar's ear and the noise shocked the Ebuchadnezzar and he went deaf, he does not go free? That's on Duff. Good number six: Wish of the a master must provide his evod with food, drink, and sleep, in the way the master is accustomed. That's on dav. Good number seven: Which stuff do is whether one needs destructive intent to make the evod lose an tooth for the Evid to gain his freedom. That's on dav. Good number eight: Wish of the one about Kenyan chalipin and the exchanging of a cow for a donkey. That's on daf. Chav ches. Good, number nine. Which of the one the source for Gilgul Shvu is from the Sotra answering Amen, Amen to the oath? That's on Dav. Chav zayin. Good, and number ten. Which stuff to discuss if the acquisition of Agav requires the items to be in the transacted land? That's on Dav. Excellent. That comes to today, Shir. This is Rabbi Yivram from Zichur, wishing a great day and great learning.